Welcome to the School of Sellers podcast, a teacher business show that is short on time, but big on action. Full-time, part-time, or just getting started? No matter where you are in your teacher-seller journey, there's something here for everyone. Making your online teacher business feel doable every step of the way. Here's your host, Erin Waters. Hello there, and welcome to the School of Sellers podcast. I have a really fun episode for you all today, and I think it will resonate with you if you have a partner who supports you in some way, shape, or form in your TPT business or just, you know, in life in general. So without further ado, here we go, guys. All right. Well, today on the show, as I just mentioned, we have the most special guest we've had to date and not to uh, offend any of our previous <laughs> guests, but today I am thrilled to welcome my very own husband, Billy, to the School of Sellers podcast. So Billy, welcome to the show. Why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Hi, Aaron. Thank <laughs> you so much for having me. I am a stay-at-home dad and dabble a little bit in the TPT business by supporting you sometimes in just various ways, but um, that's basically my my role. Yeah. And you're so good at it, Thank which you. is how you landed this spot yeah. <laughs> on the show. So let's, let's give our listeners just a little bit of background so we can kind of walk them through how we got to where we are today. And then we'll also give you guys a little look inside what a typical day looks like in our life. Does that sound like a good plan? It's great. Okay. So Billy and I met in grad school at Ohio State. We were both going to school to get our master's of education in early childhood. Fast forward a couple of years, we started growing our family and we were drowning in student loan debts. Um, <laughs> do you remember the time you discovered that I was just like over a hundred thousand dollars in debt? I did. Yeah. yeah. And it took me a little bit of time to <laughs> take that all in, but still, yeah. still decided to marry me. So I got started. You guys know my story. I got started in TPT when we were trying to pay off student loans, a teacher down the hall got me hooked on TPT and the rest was history. But things got really interesting in 2017. I had my daughter, Annie, in June of 2017 and pretty much never looked back. I left the classroom at that point, started as maternity leave and kind of just morphed into going full-time into TBT. So I have been out of the classroom since mid-year 2017. And then you stopped teaching. You were teaching third grade at the time. And we were doing the grind for a couple of years with both of us doing the teaching thing and then TPTing at night. And yeah, I think that's an important component of everything is like, it didn't just happen. It was a slow process from you just taking it on as a hobby and just kind of exploring it and then carving out time where I would take on like different roles at home and the kids and you would go to Starbucks and work. And then it just kept on evolving. And even next year, it's going to evolve even more because our situation is changing yet again. So it's just always adapting and trying to yeah. figure out what works for us. Definitely. Well, I know we have a question about that, actually. People are curious about what's going to happen next year. Me too, right? <laughs> I think that's a really good point. We definitely 
I think a lot of times when we hear just like the highlight reel, things seem easy and really doable. And even though we aim to make things sound doable and feel doable in School of Sellers, there was nothing easy about the road to where we are now. But it was so worth it, but definitely filled with like lots of trial and error and hard conversations, but lots of good things in between. So we will definitely dive deeper into that. Now, we reached an important transition when we moved and bought a new house to be closer to our parents. And that's when you made like the full shift from teaching to stay at home, dad, husband, and everything in between. Right. Yep. So it was about, would you say like two years after I left the classroom that you. Yeah. So you left the classroom and then I stayed in the classroom for a year. And that's kind of what ultimately led to us to figure out that I couldn't be teaching because it was just taking up too much time from you. It was just better suited for me to leave completely and just be all hands on deck to support you in whatever way possible. Yeah, that was definitely a big factor. There was once our kids got old enough and I was working on GPT full time at home, Billy was doing a lot of the daycare grind, like the drop-off and the pickup, and then a lot of the childcare after he was home from work. So we really did try a lot of different ways to make that lifestyle work. But like Billy said, we kind of just reached a point. And I know there were a lot of questions I asked in our Facebook group for ideas for questions to ask you. And one of the questions that came up several times was, when did you finally like get it? When did you finally know that it was worth it to make the plunge and stay home alongside me? Like, was there a specific defining moment or do you think it was more of like a gradual realization? So when did it actually click and it like started working the right way? So let's, okay. I guess that's two questions. So like, when did you first realize that TBT could be like an actual thing that I could do full time? And then when did you decide or when did we both decide together it was time for you to leave the classroom too? So I think when we started seeing your revenue coming in and just kind of looked at numbers and then we did meet with a financial advisor and I thought that was just something we needed to do to hear from someone who knew what they were talking about. And when they said, yes, that's absolutely something that's possible then I just felt much more at ease and was like, all right, let's do this. You know, I felt much more comfortable with Mm -hmm. it. But as far as us getting our symmetry and like figuring it out, I think it took about a year. At least. At least a year. And I mean, it's still touch and go at certain points with different things. But I think it finally clicked when I realized that it wasn't so much about like me contributing to making myself feel good about it. Mm -hmm. It was making it all work. So if that meant keeping everybody happy rather than getting A, B, and C done. It was more so just like, all right, my job is to facilitate everyone doing what they need to do, getting things done, but making it work and everyone needs to be happy. Mm Because if we're not happy, then what's the point in anything that we're doing? Right. Yeah. I think that's a really, really good point. So let's dive deeper into the whole mindset of being a stay-at-home partner of a TPT seller. I know that we've had so many conversations about this, but, and I know this is kind of vulnerable for you to share, but starting out, it was kind of hard to get used to the idea of what you thought you should be doing versus the idea of what was best for our family. Right. And I think that just goes along with like the whole traditional 
society expectations about, you know, what it means to work and have a job, even online businesses feel like we have to prove ourselves sometimes to the world, because these are just brand new opportunities that we're kind of having for the very first time. So how, how did that feel for you? And like, what would you say would be some advice you would give to someone who maybe is going through the same thing where they want to maybe start staying home to support their TBT seller spouse or partner, but they're worried about the appearance of everything, you know, and like, like a stigma. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the gender roles, like all my life, I've kind of had this idea that the, you know, husband or another spouse is supposed to be providing for their family. And I think 2020, when everything started happening, it's kind of opened our eyes to the idea that providing for your family can have a lot of different looks, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, people work jobs to get money for their family, but we realized that me working a job was actually hindering our family, right? you know, so it took a while to kind of understand that and to, you know, process it, but it was challenging at first, definitely. And I did, and, you know, I shared those things with you. I was open about it, mm-hmm. you know, and when I've had friends for 20 years that are sending me text messages, <laughs> you know, asking me about the laundry on a random Wednesday when they're at their office jobs working, you know, right. it just kind of makes you like. Kind of giving you a hard time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But they, they mean it in jest, but it, it it's personal, you know, you do feel a certain degree of like. Oh my gosh, you know, because it's a lot, it's a big change, first of all. And we're kind of going against the grain of what most people are used to. Would you say that at the at the very bottom of things that people are probably just jealous that you get to stay home? Or I mean, my friends have texted me privately and just said, you know, I'm so happy that you guys are where you are and what yeah. you're doing. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. For sure. Well, yeah, I think there's a lot that goes into that whole mindset. But I would say from a TBT seller's perspective that a big lesson I learned was just to give you a lot of grace in terms of coming to terms with your new role and really testing the waters. Because on the surface, it sounds like a pretty simple transition, right? Teaching to full-time parent, but parenting is by far the hardest job that I've ever had. So to do it full-time, especially during a pandemic took a very special (laughs) personality. And, you know, we definitely had our struggles, but I think giving each other space to kind of figure out those roles was really important and communication too, of course. Yeah. And I think that if we didn't have such a good foundation as, you know, a husband and wife and as friends and just who we are, that Mm -hmm. this wouldn't work. I mean, if, if we didn't trust each other completely, you know, I mm-hmm. trust you. You don't have to tell me about your day. I know you're working hard. You know, I'm working hard. So it's just a trust issue, I think, really. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think, too, if if there's a seller listening who's thinking like, my husband would never go for this or our family would never support us in this endeavor. Because I know it sounds easy for us because we do have very supportive families and we have a really good relationship and I'm, and I know other sellers have great relationships too, but if there's that still that lingering feeling of like, Oh, I just don't know if they would go for this. Then I think going back to what you were saying about like seeing a financial advisor, having some sort of third party that can like kind of sit down with you and go over what you're doing with your business and maybe some projections for the future. It just felt really validating for someone else to say, yes, you're doing great you can definitely continue doing this and have it be a full-time thing. Absolutely. And at the same time, you know, we had a contingency plan. If this didn't work out, 
we had a plan, you know, mm-hmm. we go back into the classroom and it was a risk that we were willing to take. And right. worst case scenario, we're going back to doing what we were doing and right. we were willing to do that. So there were some questions about if we're doing anything to keep our license active or like what our plans are for the long term. And I'll start out by saying that I will pretty much sell my soul to not have to go back to teaching. So I don't plan on keeping my license current at the moment, but you have kept yours current, you know, especially starting out just in case as a fallback plan. And what do you think is in store for the future? I have no idea. (laughs) You know, I really do miss teaching. I miss the classroom, the relationships with kids. I don't miss the meetings and the paperwork and you know, the day-to-day stuff that you just get tired of. So, you know, I've thought about going back as an aide in the classroom where I have less responsibility, but I still get to experience education with children. And it's something that I love doing, but I mean, I have no idea. (laughs) And I'm okay with that though. Like, that's cool. We'll figure it out. And I think that's kind of the mindset you have to go into it with. And, And I am very much not a person that's like, we'll just figure it out. Like, I think both of us, we like having a plan, Mm -hmm. but yeah, you kind of just have to, I know it sounds cliche, but you have to kind of just trust the process and going back to what you were saying, like, trust me and trust our judgment to know that what we're doing is the best thing for our business. Now, some background information for the audience. Both of our kids will be in school full-time next year for the very first time ever. So we've talked a lot about like how Billy's role will transition and change as that happens. But also for any parents listening, you know that just because your kids are in school full-time doesn't mean that you're like off the hook all of a sudden. Like you're not just going to be like lounging around eating bonbons. There's still stuff to do and rides to give and all of that fun stuff. But we've talked about the possibility of Billy starting to do some business things like recurring tasks. Maybe one of those things being like every month, maybe he helps me when I sit down and walk through my data and he starts collecting more things like that, or I'm terrible at managing money. Maybe he's the one that goes in to our accounts every month and keeps track of the expenses, things like that. So we've been tossing around ideas, but, and I'm bringing this up because another seller Hi, April, if you're listening, mentioned this in the comments when I was asking for input for this episode. She said that her husband operates very much like her personal assistant during the day and will do things that take things off her plate of all different sorts. Maybe it's going to the store, maybe it's doing a target pickup, stuff like that. So we've even talked about, you know, as weird as it sounds, having you be like my assistant, right? I mean, I've played sports all my life. I'm a team player. Like, you know, it's it's <laughs> yeah. truly a mentality. Like our relationship, our business, we're a team and I'm willing to do whatever needs to be done. So if that alleviates your concerns, your worries, your workload, I'm there, I'm good, you know? Yeah. And I think that one of the biggest things that have helped us reach this point where we're both on board with that idea that your time is valuable, no matter what you're doing, like, you know what I mean? Like, as long as you're freeing up time, for me to work. Like it doesn't matter, you know, Mm -hmm. you're still, that is so valuable. It's almost like we use time as like currency in our household because it's so And back scratches. Yes. And back scratches. Lots of back scratches. (laughs) For me, (laughs) that's my preferred method of currency, Mm -hmm. but it has been very meaningful in the past, not only from a business standpoint, but also from a parenting standpoint to make sure that you are 
giving each other time and making sure that you are carving out time for certain things and just realizing how valuable someone's time is, whether you are the one running the TPT business or whether you are the one supporting your partner running the TPT business. So that would be like a huge piece of advice that I would give to TPT couples is whether or not you're the seller or the supporter that each other's time is really important. And if you can at least come to an agreement on that, that can open up a lot of doors and just help things be a little easier. (laughs) Okay. Here's a submission from an anonymous poster. Who's your favorite sister-in-law? Oh, that's a tough (laughs) one. Um, I'm not going to say my favorite sister-in-law, but I think Alexa and I have just a special bond because we both married into the Beavis family and we both married Beavis girls. Um, (laughs) And she's just someone that I've gotten to know over the last 10 years. And we just love each other and get each other. And I love that answer. If you guys are like, what the heck is he talking about? My maiden name is Beavis. I know I've shared this in the past. So I was extremely excited to upgrade to Waters. But Carly Beavis, who is my sister and who designs all of the amazing stuff for School of Sellers, is the one who submitted that question. So (laughs) Carly Mitchell. So she'll be happy to hear your answer. Sorry, Carly. (laughs) That's okay. You actually played it safe. (laughs) She threw me for a loop there. Okay. So I know something that a lot of sellers worry about, myself included, and something we definitely considered as we made this transition was the idea that, you know, TBT doesn't belong to us. So at any day, any time, something could happen to that income. So how do you deal with like the uncertainty? And what are your thoughts about that? If someone's thinking like, I'm too nervous to make the jump because I'm afraid of that happening. And what have we done to kind of like prepare? You and I discussed that before we made this decision. And we essentially just said, let's jump in and just make the most of it for as long as we can. Mm -hmm. And we'll, like we said, again, figure it out later. I mean, there's no certainties in any job that you have. And I think that the skills that you've acquired over the last five, six years have turned you into such a remarkable candidate for any job, you know, that Mm -hmm. you want to do. And then you'll have a resume to show anyone what you've done with your business. And so regardless, I mean, you're such an amazing person, an amazing worker that I think it's just nothing but good things ahead, mm-hmm. regardless of what happens with TPT. That's sweet of you to say. I'm blushing. It's true. I would agree with that in a broader sense of just like all sellers and even all teachers that, you know, we're marketable to a lot of different positions. I think so many times we're like, we're just teachers and like, that's our identity. But yeah, you're right. I mean, there's so many other possibilities for teachers and TPT sellers if we needed something as a backup plan. I also believe your exact term that you used years ago when we were talking about this was that we just have to strike while the iron is hot. Mm -hmm. And that is so true. Like TPT, yeah, maybe something will happen one day, but right now TPT is a really good option and a really good provider for our family. So why not? Why not do it? Right. Well, we've also been extremely smart with our money that we've been planning and saving. And I mean, we don't, spend money on anything really like very few extravagant things like Mm -hmm. maybe one we've gone on one family vacation i don't i haven't bought clothes for myself in (laughs) years like yeah we're just very we're pretty low maintenance yeah Yeah. and i i do yeah we definitely you know it's it's certainly important to get your finances in order and and at least have a plan you know when we started out and still 
We've continued working with a financial advisor who helps us make decisions about investing. We've started investing money, which is something we never thought we'd be able to do. And then we also were advised to, especially due to the nature of this business, to have like a six-month emergency fund, right? Like six months worth of expenses and whatever you might need if something were to happen tomorrow where we couldn't do TBT anymore. So I think those things are all really important to be responsible. And also just to give you that peace of mind, you know, that everything's going to be okay, but I'm happy to report that, you know, what, five years into, well, no, how long have both of us been home then? I'm going in three years. years. Okay. Yeah. So going strong, it just keeps getting better. So if you're kind of on the fence, I would definitely recommend talking to somebody who can help you sort through the logistics, but then just Go for it. I don't know. I There's always reasons not to do yeah. something. And, you know, I'm not a very spontaneous. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I like to play everything safe. And yeah. I think really that you have to have a strong belief in your spouse. You know, I saw what you were doing and I just know how smart you are and how savvy you are. And it's just like, all right, let's go, Aaron, go do your thing. And I just believed in you. And I think that's important just to know that your spouse has your back, but not to put pressure on you at the same time, Mm -hmm. which I think is challenging, you know, for you, that must feel like a a lot of weight on your shoulders. Yeah. We definitely sellers put enough pressure on themselves. They definitely don't need extra pressure from the outside. And I would hope that would be the case. Um, And it's funny because, you know, a lot of my work with school sellers revolves around like the systems in your business. And, but truly, and this is going to sound so corny, but truly the most important system in your business is a good support system. If you don't have a good support system, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Like you literally cannot do this without people around you. And it doesn't have to be a partner or a spouse. It can be a parent or a friend or another TBT seller, just someone to support you and just give you that motivation, which you're really good at. You're the perfect TPT spouse, in my opinion. Okay, final question. What is your favorite thing about your new role as house husband? We call you house House husband. husband. (laughs) Is that okay that I'm sharing that term? Yes, absolutely. So our son is seven and our daughter's four. So just seeing him grow up so quickly, but I've been there for everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've gone to hundreds of playgrounds, amusement parks, zoos, science centers. We've played countless hours (laughs) every day. I mean, it's just like, you know, just being there, being part of it. That's something that if I was in the classroom or working any other type of job, I just wouldn't be able to do. And that's just been amazing. It's going to, I'm going to look back on it. I know at certain days it's hard now, but I'm going to look back on it and just be so happy that I was there for all of it. I agree. It's like an, another corny thing, but it's like the days are long, but the years are so short. Like it goes by so fast, but yeah. So even if, if you are a stay-at-home parent who struggles with that end of things too, I don't think it's something you would ever regret doing, you know? No. And I mean, there's always like an ending point, like for us, it's both kids being in school full-time and mm-hmm. I'm getting sad that that's coming up. But if you asked me three years ago, I would have been like, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. You would have had like an so countdown down to the hour. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, it's all, it's that always, it's always changing. Yeah, yeah. That's so true. Okay. We're going to ask you some just for fun questions. And these are my favorite and I did not prepare you for these. No. So good luck. <laughs> What's your go-to dip for fries, French fries? Ketchup. Okay. Do you have a favorite kind of ketchup? 
It's G Hughes, the sugar-free, which I'm just hooked on now. I love it. <laughs> all the barbecue, the sweet chili. I love all that stuff. That is, if oh the, yes, the sugar-free line of sauces by G Hughes is like amazing. All right. What's your, you, we haven't really been to any place where you dance lately, but Billy's actually an excellent dancer. So what's your go-to dance move? Go to, I, I don't really have a, I just feel it. It's a, you know, it's Aaron. <laughs> this is a question from someone who doesn't know how to dance. There's no go-to dance move, babe. You just gotta feel the music. <laughs> okay. Do you have but a go-to go dance song? Fail? Yeah, song. Motown Philly. Okay. Voice to Men. Yeah. I Definitely. Need that. I need that. Oh, man. Final question. Okay. If you could bring back any fashion trend, what would it be? Does that count for facial hair? Uh, sure. <laughs> a mustache. Yeah. I would totally wear a mustache. You, like in the seventies, you know, like seventies mustaches. I would totally do it. Totally get a divorce. I do it sometimes after I shave my beard, I'll leave just the mustache for Erin and she hates it. I like, can't even look at you. Yeah. And I think it's hilarious. I feel like I'm like breaking a law or something, but just by looking at your face. Yeah. Mustache. <laughs> okay. Fu Manchu preferably. Oh God. All right. Well, on that note. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time. We've bribed our kids with bowls of candy downstairs while they watch Netflix. So hopefully the silence means they haven't gotten in anything too treacherous down there. But um, yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I hope I don't come back too too often. (laughs) Really don't like doing this stuff. (laughs) You're a good sport. Thank you. (laughs) All right, guys. We'll see you again next week. Same time, same place. Thanks for listening. 